Well, it's 14 minutes away from 10 o'clock and joining me live in the studio is the Lord Mayor of Darwin, Con Vatscalis. Good morning to you, Con. Good morning, Kate. It's only 10 days till Christmas. I know. I'm very excited. Well, and, uh, the kids are excited. Well, they are. They certainly are. Mate, you've got a very festive shirt on today. I like I it. It's got indeed. flowers. Well, we're and... talking about colourful Darwin. Yeah. We might as well promote it. Well, there you go. <laughs> I tell you what, um, obviously uh, these changes that come into play on December 20 have got a lot of people very concerned. What it does mean is that a lot of Darwin residents, um, well, if they travel away, we're okay here in Darwin. We're going to be able to, you know, to stay at home or to do those 14 days here at home. But it's it's certainly causing quite a bit of concern amongst the community, isn't it, Con? Well, it does. Um, I got a text yesterday from my son, who's supposed to come here for Christmas. He's in Melbourne. He said he couldn't find a place to book a PCR test. There are five places where they do it for travellers. None of them take bookings. That means you have to turn up. Well, if you're working, you can't just turn up and no. wait for the best. So he had to book a private one for $200. The other thing that concerns so me... So that's in, here or Melbourne? In Melbourne. Yep. The other thing is one is coming on the 20th, or 20th the other comes on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Now, the one comes on the 20th now, he has to have uh, two tests here. Two yep. tests here. One will be on the 23rd, the other will be on the 26th. And I hope the government's got enough people working on Boxing Day because a public holiday is to address um, all these people coming here. My understanding is the airlines have put extra flights to Darwin, or at least last week. I don't know what's happening now. But again, it's not only the territory. I found out this morning that actually Queensland, they flew from Townsville to Brisbane and then, uh, yes, and then from Newcastle to Brisbane. Mm. And all these poor buggers, they have to actually quarantine 14 days at home (laughs) between Christmas. I mean, can we have a, a standard response throughout Australia. That's so what I can't wrap my head yeah, around. It's so confusing for people at this point, no matter where you're travelling to or what you're doing. There's so much confusion. But even yesterday, I'd been sent photos of people in a big lineup out at Marara waiting to get tested. Now, I'm very keen, if anybody is out there listening this morning and is in that line, and you want to give us a call and let us know how things are going, 89411049. But, Con, that point you make about making sure that uh, we do indeed have the staff that are there and that are required if you've got people needing those tests on Boxing Day, etc., is going to be pivotal. Obviously, we need more testing centres mm. or even private testing centres. Why we can't have private testing? I don't know if there are any because I didn't need one. But the other thing, again, is it looks like nobody's talking to anybody. Government 101 is talk to the people, listen to the people before you make a decision. I have to admit, I found out the hard way that one when I was a minister, yep. but I only made that mistake once. After that, I didn't. Yeah, you've got to talk to people. I know it's hard sometimes, and I know that uh, it's a very difficult time that they're going through, but uh, this is having a massive impact on so many, particularly our tourism operators and essential workers looking to get back out into those communities as well. And I start by eating humble pie. Uh, last week, somebody <laughs> rang and talked about the Alwa Dog Park, and I said, there are sits there. So when I left from here I went straight to Alwa to have a look. I made a mistake. I thought some structure there were the sits. There were no sits. So the first thing I did is park the car, pick up the phone, talk to my people and I said, where are the B sits in Alwa? So they told me they're going to actually put new ones now in the early next year. So I apologise if I misled you. It was uh, my mistake. So uh, Muirhead's got some seats. Yep. We're going to put more there, but certainly the other ones. So you went straight out there after we'd had that discussion last week, and there's not seats there. There were some structures. I thought there were seats, but yep. actually they're troughs for the dogs to drink water and everything else. But okay. from, the, from the road because they're flat, they yep. look like seats. So I apologise for that, but there are going to be new seats installed in the Aula Dog Park early in. Um, 
January. Well, I reckon um, there'll be quite a few people who are very happy to hear that. But do you know what? Thank you for doing that. Oh, my pleasure. Um, and I'm I'm the first to criticise when things, uh, you know, are not up to scratch. But um, good on you that you actually drove out there yourself, went and had a look, and it's going to be seats installed. So I yep. know that a lot of listeners will be happy to hear that. And I've got more good news. Um, <laughs> we went to Diner Bits last weekend to give out our trees. I have to tell you, about 150 people turned up, and we gave nearly a 1,000 trees. Excellent. And there are more to come. We've got... We're going to give out about 12,000 trees. So make sure you plant them in your garden, especially in your verge. They look really good in the verge. Look after them, water them. It's your trees. Cherish them. Hey, Con, any update on the scooters? You and I spoke fairly extensively about the scooters last week and you were talking about the fact that you're going to have a look at what they do in Brisbane and how they um, they actually have those operating hours, particularly uh, in the CBD area. So between 8 and... Oh, was it 8 o'clock or 11 o'clock yep, at yep, night yep, until yep, the morning? Yep, yep. Um, had much of a further look since last week or not really? Not yet, because uh, we're actually going to do the study. Um, we're going to go back in the new year and have another review of what's happening now. I know the government's going out to put legislation in place to make them legal because currently they are in a somewhere <laughs> twilight zone uh, but one of the things I'm going to talk about and certainly I'm going to put in and I already spoke to somebody who acts for Neuron here in the Northern Territory I flagged to him that I want a buzzer so they make a noise when they actually move because yes. they're very quiet and the second is the restriction on the time um, and I don't think can argue because if they do it in Brisbane why they will argue if we do it in Darwin so at least to protect people in the streets with a buzzer and protect people from themselves when they become silly and, and it's a silly season now and people tend to go out and have a few too many and I want to protect them and certainly we don't want to overload our health system with people that don't know what to do with themselves. And so with the uh, with the buzzer and making them a little bit noisier, is that something that you anticipate is going to be able to happen pretty easily and quickly? It's very, very easy to do it. I mean, I've heard electric cars now, they actually put electronic noise so they can hear it yeah, because they're, they're very, very silent. My own car had an electronic uh, um, um, generator, uh, noise generator, so mm. you thought you were in a, sitting in a V8. You were not. Actually, you hear it, but it was not what was, yeah. uh, it was not real noise. It can be done. Technologically, can be done. I don't expect any problems. Con, anything else going on that we should be aware of as we lead into Christmas? Jingly Water Gardens. Next week, I'm going to have a really good story about it. Uh, I don't know. We're on air next week together? Yeah, we're on air. Oh. Well, next that, week, so. I have some good news because okay. it's a total um, reconstruction of the Jiggly Gardens play equipment. Uh, some really good, we've done already the toilets that actually comply yep. with all standards, accessible to people with disabilities. We put in our playground that's actually good for kids with disabilities. We've got a sage sales designed by kids with disabilities. So the whole thing is going to be fantastic. I'll come next week and I'll bring some photos with me. Yeah, sounds good. The other thing is the Civic Centre Redevelopment. We're going out now to ask for expression of interest for people that can actually do the functional design brief. We want to actually do something good. It's going to stand there for another 70 years uh, and will be state-of-the-art and brand new and will be pride for the municipality of Darwin. How soon do you reckon that's going to get underway, the uh, the development or the, the changes there? Well, it's amazing how quickly things are done. I mean, if you look at the university's campus now in the old uh, uh, Covenant Street car park, the first slab is in, and I bet you in two months' time it will be above the uh, road level, and off it goes. Um, as we, if you get the design right in the first place, everything can flow on through there very, very well. And one thing we make sure is whoever does the work, 
is going to be local. And when I say local, I mean true local, not with a telephone number, PO box, a local with an office and employing people in Darwin. Well, Convat Scarless, I know that, uh, that that will obviously be something that people are pretty pleased to hear. Um, One very more good thing. thing. Yep. One more thing before I go. The civilian wall at the Cenotaph. We had a lot of people that comp- they asked us when the civilian wall is mm. going to be up and when the plaques are going to be displayed. Work has already been done. It's going to be ready early next year because it's going to be ready for the 80th anniversary of the bombing of Darwin. Okay. I know it took a little bit of um, time, yep. but because of the redevelopment of the civics of the um, Cenotaph, we had to actually modify the design. Now the design is modified. The first slabs are on the ground. Things are working. It's going to be there. So that's that final. civilian wall. And who? so whose names will be on there? They're all the plaques that used to be in the Cenotaph before with people yep. actually died or families that they were here during the bombing of Darwin. They're going to be reinstated. They're going to be there in a better way and a more prominent way than it was before. All right. And so early next year, hopefully, that work will be complete. No, it's not going to be hopeful. It's going to be it's early going next to be year done. because it has to be done for the 8th bombing of Darwin. Yeah. And considering elections will be in May, I expect quite a lot of visitors. And I'll be very, very proud to show the Prime Minister, the ministers, the leader of the opposition, who are bit, I bet mm. you they'll be come up, coming up, and all these civilians yeah. that died during the bombing of Darwin. Well, and all of those families, I would think that they would really want their, um, you know, their family members' uh, names up there and them honoured in the way that they should be. Absolutely. It's going to be really done. It's done by, uh, designed by the local architect, Halle Liveris. It's going to be illuminated by LED lighting. So it's going to be something outside the ordinary. Well, Convat Scarless, always good to catch up with you. We will talk to you again uh, next week, and that'll be our last one for the year. Yes, looking forward to it. Good stuff. Thanks, Con.